Hello. Thank you for joining us on Live, Learn, Love, Lead, a podcast of Bethel Christian Church in Warren, Michigan. Our mission is to live in the power of Christ, learn to become like Christ, love as the family of Christ, and to lead others to Christ. This year, our aim is to grow in these four L's. Listen for this week's thoughts. Welcome to Live, Learn, Love, Lead, the weekly podcast of Bethel Christian Church. I'm Pastor William Farina. Hi, this is Danielle Hodson. Thanks for joining us as we continue this journey through Proverbs this year, studying authentic wisdom and what it really means to, to have wisdom in the fear of the Lord. Yeah, to, to live wisely. I think yeah. God makes that a priority in all you're getting and all the principal thing that we need is wisdom and and we've talked about the importance and the value of it. And, and I know that in my own life that, you know, when Solomon was asked, remember, what one thing do you want from me uh, mm-hmm. to God? When God said you could have anything you want, he asked for wisdom. And, mm-hmm. and God said, because you asked for wisdom, I'll give you the other things as well. So there's a great premium on wisdom. And so I'm thankful for this study. It so reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33. I know you know the verse. <laughs> my favorite, my life verse. <laughs> yes. Uh, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all those things will be added unto us. And it's important to remember, if if you don't have the reading plan, I just want to mention, um, it comes in the weekly email if you're already a part of our congregation. Um, there's a link in there to download it. Or you can email the office at Bethel at BethelChristianMI.org to get a copy of the reading plan. Yeah, and if you're not part of the congregation, mm-hmm. you can still be connected to us that mm-hmm. way. Even if you're part of another church or ministry, we understand that and respect that. But also, we would ask you if this podcast, if you've enjoyed it and, it, and it's helping you and encouraging you, we're, we're not looking for compliments or we're not looking to... Uh, do anything different, but spread the word. Let others be part of it. Because sometimes in the middle of the week, it's good to have something. I know I listen to various podcasts mm-hmm. on leadership and things that help me yeah. from broad sources. And we all that's one of the ways we gain wisdom mm-hmm. is by broadening our influence and listening to things and reading and studying and, and preparing. So uh, we, you can help us with that. And we do appreciate those who have given us some great feedback. And, and we're always open to positive, even constructive ideas. Yep. Yep, that's good. So today we are in Proverbs 11, and the main verses are 7 and 8, but I think we'll probably expand out a little bit from there in some of our conversation. Yeah, context is important. Anytime you study the Bible, not just Proverbs, anything in the Bible, context is important. What do I mean by context? If you're reading a verse, what does the verses before it say? What are the verses after it say? Because remember, if you were someone sent you a letter and you just read one line of the letter right. and you didn't read what happened earlier in the letter or at the end of the letter, you don't have context of what the person's talking about. Mm-hmm. Or if you jump in in the middle of someone's phone conversation, right. you don't know what they said before or after, right. and you could take something out of context. So when we study the Bible, we want to broaden our focus. Yes, we're maybe focused focusing in on these two verses, but the context around Mm -hmm. it helps us to explain and define and give broader meaning to the verses. This is a book of wisdom and poetry, and it specifically in this section, there's a lot of parallelism, and it that means that there's two phrases or clauses or sentences that sound repetitive, almost in the way that they're structured. They have a similar pattern. That's the parallelism. That's a that's a literary element that poets use, and then there's also antithesis, and that just means it's putting these two ideas next to each other to compare, so you really see the contrast. 
Um, so when you're reading it, understand like that's that's what the author is doing. Yeah, and you're going to see the context of chapter 11, again, is about the righteous mm-hmm. and the wicked. Now, if in the context, and we'll point that out in, in the reading, is that there may yeah. be synonyms that are expressed that help us understand what does the writer mean by righteous and mm-hmm. what does the writer mean by wicked. So um, the context helps with that. Yeah. Um, verse 7 and 8, we'll start there and then we can go up or down as we need. Uh, and this is in the ESV. When the wicked dies, his hope will perish. And the expectation of the wealth of wealth perishes too. The righteous is delivered from trouble and the wicked walks into it instead. And then I also want to read the NLT. It just gives another perspective. When the wicked die, their hope dies with them, for they rely on their own feeble strength. The godly are rescued from trouble, and it falls on the wicked instead. Yeah, this is really talking about the overall life mm-hmm. of both a righteous person and a wicked person. Now, again, it's talking about the future, their eternity, their path in this life now will be completely different. One will obviously be a more positive and godly and hopeful path, mm-hmm. while the other will be a more destructive and and a hope and a, and, a, and lacking of hope mm-hmm. uh, in their life. We want to take a moment before we show some more on the contrast again to we use the terms righteous and wicked, and and Proverbs does that a lot, contrasts that a lot. We hear those terms and we immediately think, well, nobody's really righteous. And no, I'm not wicked. Right. Because wicked sounds like a really wicked word. And, <laughs> right. and it's kind of a bad... I'm not a really bad... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I might not be perfect, but I'm not wicked, you know. Right. And, and so, again, those terms are contrasting lifestyles. And in the context, and again, we talked about context, the term in verse 5, it's used the word blameless... And then in verse 6, it uses upright for righteous. In other words, a person who lives upright, doing the right things Mm -hmm. with their behavior. A person who um, is not leaving room for people to blame them, doing things that are always being uh, exposed as being wrong or sinful. A person that's righteous is a person who is in right standing with God, has a relationship with God, not perfect, but a right relationship with God and pursuing righteous things, Mm -hmm. where a wicked person in the context says they're godless and unfaithful. That is, they lack God in their life or they're not living their life according to godly principles. So that's kind of the contrast Mm -hmm. there of the of the righteous and the wicked. Yeah, something, Pastor, you said a couple of minutes ago really struck me. You said one life will be hopeful and one will be more hopeless. And the the interesting thing is it's not just the righteous or those who are in Christ aren't ho- more hopeful because they're more optimistic or they have a positive outlook, but because our hope is secure and it's in something that is above and outside of ourselves. Yeah, I like that distinction. You know, sometimes you think, well, they're just an optimist or right. they're a positive person. No, you can be a righteous person and be a pessimist, but <laughs> right. still have hope. Right. Uh, you could be a wicked person and be an optimist and still not have hope. Right. So it's not about personality or our character trait. This is really mm-hmm. about our conviction and our belief and who we are living our life for. Yeah. And uh, the thing that really stood out to me in verse 7, uh, the main clause here is says, his hope will perish, or when the wicked dies, their hope dies with them. And Pastor, what I was really thinking about is, well, what's dying here? 
the person is dying. And if their hope dies when they die, that, that really tells me that their hope is in themselves. And that's what the NLT says. They rely on their own feeble strength. Matthew Henry, a commentary, said, In death, their expectation is frustrated. But when a godly man dies, his expectation is outdone and all of his fears vanish. Um, and so it's just, it's not, if our, if our hope is not in Christ, it's not secure. No matter what, if it's in ourselves, if it's in our money, if it's in our spouse, our family, or career. Or just in this realm only. Right. We have to have a hope. To have hope, it has to be in a realm that is beyond this life. We know there's a natural arena and realm of life, but there's also a spiritual arena of life, and there is an eternity. And if we don't have, you know, if you're living life and there's no finish line, right. and you're just running a race, and then when it's over, it's over, and there's no prize, there's no there's no eternity, there's nothing more than just the five senses, what we can feel, see, taste, touch, uh, then we, we're going to live hopeless because there's nothing more. You know, when you die, you die. That's it. Or, you know, some cultures and some religions talk about you come back in reincarnation, you come back in another form or whatever. But that doesn't seem very hopeful to me either. Mm -hmm. But the one thing about Christianity, the one thing about the gospel of Jesus Christ is that there's a hope that that really is powerful. And yeah. I'm thankful for that. I'm glad this is not all there is. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yes, there's nothing wrong with wealth. There's nothing wrong with accomplishments. Nothing wrong with good things in this life. But if our hope is only in that, and then that's it, there's nothing more, then that's kind of sad. And that's why he's saying that a righteous person has that hope, a mm -hmm. wicked person doesn't. And uh, so I, I think hope is such an important it thing. If, if we're not living with hope, we're really not living. Right. Because we're we're just existing and biding time until we die. Mm -hmm. And it's more. Life is more than that. And thank God for that. I, I I can't tell you how important hope is. Hope is one of my favorite themes and and, mm -hmm. and words of, of the of the scripture. And I, I think that's to me one of the biggest aspects of Christianity. Yeah, I I agree. And the, the thing that keeps coming to my mind is 1 Peter 1, three. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ and that, that we have a living hope. Um, it's secure. It's an anchor for us no matter what storms come. It's a firm foundation. And in, in even beyond that, I'm, I, I think about Philippians 1.6 that in this life, um, as we have trials and we struggle to grow, there's such a hope in that verse, even that he who began a good work in us will be faithful to complete it. That that as we, if we get frustrated about our own weaknesses or struggles or trials, that he will keep working to make us more like him until he, until we're with him. Yeah, I, I love that scripture, First Peter one three, talking about a lively hope. Let, let me ask us all a question today: mm -hmm. What kind of hope are we living with? Mm -hmm. What, what kind of hope? All of us have some type of hope, but the question is what kind of hope, and we all need hope. You know, there are a lot of people who are living with a lucky hope. That, that's the kind of hope where I hope there's a heaven. I right. hope I'm going to make it to heaven, and, and it's all wishful thinking. It's, it's a lucky type. That's not mm -hmm. the kind of hope God wants. Then there's others who have a limited hope. That is, their, their hope is 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 limited well if i have enough um you know money and if i have enough education and if i have i don't really need god and so i'm i i, I they're they're limited in their hope and 
And, and that's not the hope God wants. And then others are living with a lost hope. They once had hope. Mm -hmm. They once had high expectations. They once believed. They once expected good things in life. They once thought there was a heaven to gain, and they maybe have turned away from that, and they've lost hope because life has maybe beat them up or affected them in a certain way, and their hope is gone. But what I love is that God doesn't want us to have a lucky hope, a limited hope, or a lost hope. He wants us to have a lively hope, a living mm -hmm. hope. And that word, and I've studied that that verse a lot, and that word means like a pregnant hope. Mm -hmm. And you obviously being the one on this <laughs> podcast that would understand that even better than I. And I was there when my wife gave birth to both of our children, the most amazing. When you are pregnant with life, mm -hmm. it just is... And that's what that's what having a living mm -hmm. hope is all about. Is that the kind of hope we have today? And if you don't, my prayer is that today we would allow God by the Holy Spirit to allow us to, to come alive with a pregnant hope, mm -hmm. to a lively, a vibrant, breathing, living hope that will carry us through. You know, there's a lot of things that weigh us down and knock us back. And life is a challenge, but when we have that, we're pregnant with the promise of God. We're pregnant with the hope of God. We're pregnant with the idea that today can be better than yesterday and, and, and God can answer a prayer that we're believing for and that there is an eternity out there. That kind of hope that we're pregnant with is going to carry us through and we don't have to perish with our lack of hope. Mm -hmm. We can live and we can find fulfillment with a living hope in our life. So what kind of hope do we have today? And Ask God to give you that hope that is beyond uh, this life. And I, I, love, I love how the Word of God uh, tells us that blessed, Jeremiah 17 tells us, cursed or, or unhappy or unfulfilled is the person that, that trusts only in themselves, their wealth, their smarts, their education. And there's nothing wrong with those things, but, but they're limited because at some point, Money can't get us out of situations right. and it won't buy us eternity. And our education, no matter how smart we are, and we all need education, and I'm a big proponent of it, mm -hmm. but there's going to be times when we're going to face problems where we don't have the education to right. solve it. We're all That's why it's limited. But if we can have this lively hope, and the Bible says uh, unhappy and unfulfilled is the person who trusts only in man and in, in the arena of the natural arena, but blessed and happy and fulfilled is the person who trusts in the Lord whose hope the Lord is, they'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Even in a famine, they'll sprout uh, fruit and they'll be fruitful and, and they won't get swallowed up by the famine. And even in bad times, the hope of God will help carry us through. It's so good. I'm so thankful for hope. Yes, let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I, I pray for every one of us today that none of us would live another moment without a lively, living hope. Mm -hmm. Lord, by the Holy Spirit, just let your promise and your word be seed falling in our hearts to produce a hope that we're pregnant with, that would come alive within our spirit so that we can not only face this life, but have the hope of eternity in our life. Lord, for that one that, that that's living with a lucky hope and just wishing and and, and, and hoping in, in the sense that maybe, Lord, let them know that they can have an assurance in their heart. And for the one that's limited and, and just trusting in their education and their wealth, though those are good things, they're limited because there are things in life that go beyond that that only you can help us with. Mm -hmm. And then for the one that lost hope, I, I pray especially 
for that one that once believed or once was living with hope, once was alive for Jesus, but but they life has beaten them up or circumstances have caused them to give up or lose heart or to feel like, nah, what's the use? Uh, and there's no hope. But Lord, for that one with that lost hope, I pray today that your word and your spirit would touch them and give birth in them to the hope of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you for it in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you pray and reach out to Jesus today if you if you just feel like you, you've lost that hope? Just say, Jesus, help me today. Come into my heart and 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 rekindle that hope in my life today. If you'll ask him, he'll help you today. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information, visit us at BethelChristian-MI.org or find us on social media. To stay updated on upcoming episodes, please consider subscribing to the podcast. We pray you will be empowered to live, learn, love, and lead in the power and love of Christ.